Hallelujah. Glory to the King. Hallelujah. Who is wonderful. The truth of the matter is, God is trying to get us to see how wonderful he is. <laughs> the, the trick of Satan in the garden was to get Adam's and Eve's eyes off of God. And he's been doing the same trick ever since. The truth of the matter is most Christians don't see he's wonderful. Because all that we see is the things of the world and ourselves. And as long as we're looking to everything else, you really don't see how awesome, how marvelous, how praiseworthy, how worthy to be praised he really is. Hallelujah. 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 To all those that are working to make this happen for media, the ushers, the, the greeters, the, the, the choir, the musicians. Thank you for your diligence that enables us to do this on Sunday mornings. Amen. It's time to preach. Amen. We are in the tenth sermon of finding yourself in the only place you can find yourself. The only place where you really discover who you are and your identity is not in the world, it's not in things, it's not in somebody else. It's only in Christ. It's only in Christ. And the devil will fight you tooth and nail <laughs> to, to make you not find yourself and tell you you're something else. Uh, I'm preaching already. But it's not time I got to hold back. Today, the, the life of Jesus flowing through us. And, and today I want to deal with the planning, the pruning, and the crushing. The, the planning, the pruning, and the crushing. Uh, uh, can, can, I, can I share something with you? God's trying to make you wine. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Not give you wine, <laughs> but turn us into wine. Still dealing with the platform that I've been lifting out of 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and we read it out of the Amplified Classic, and it reads as such in our hearing. Therefore, if any person has been engrafted, planted in Christ, which also means that Christ has been planted in you. <laughs> that, that's salvation. That's 
accepting the Lord Jesus Christ. That's not religion. That's, that's literally that God has invaded your spirit and planted his divine DNA in you. Let me, let me stop right there. You don't need any more of Christ. Because if you're saved, you have all the Christ you need. You have the divine seed of his spirit, Holy Spirit, in you. And the truth of the matter is, he needs to flow up out of you. The Messiah, he, you are a new creation, a new creature. Something spiritual has happened that has changed you on the inside. Watch this, cannot be undone if it is done. The question is, has it been done? Miracle. Miracle. Your salvation is a miracle. If you're saved, it's a miracle. The old previous moral spiritual condition, which meant we were dead. So when he says that it has passed away, it means you're not dead anymore. You have been made spiritually alive. Somebody ought to give God some praise for that. <laughs> Behold in your spirit the fresh and the new has come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, teach today minister today, allow me to become an instrument of your power. Give illumination. Give revelation. Let them hear your heart, your heart today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I got some more questions. I got some more questions for us. Is our goals and agendas of our life the same as God's? I think too many times we, we come to the table with our wants, our agendas, our want-tos, our likes. And I can hear somebody say, well, didn't it say that, that he should give you the desire of your heart? No, which heart? The old fleshly heart, the old desire, the old self, the, the sinful nature, or your born-again heart? There is a difference between what your spirit wants and what your natural self wants. It's a different attitude, a different 
seeing, a different understanding, a, a difference. But I keep on telling us we're bipolar. We as Christians, we, we are spiritually bipolar. And, and most of the time, most of us don't know who we are. <laughs> and, and the struggle has impeded our growth, impeded our effectiveness. Well, when, when you go on social media and, and when you hear young people talk about Christianity, they don't want nothing to do with us. It is quoted that Gandhi said he used to read the Bible because he was looking for truth. And he said, I like your Jesus, but I don't like you Christians. Because you don't look nothing like your Jesus. I'm not so sure that today we're doing any better. My, my, my question is, where is the disconnect? What has happened? We stand between phantom and, and feast. It amazes me that in the Old Testament, the high priest will walk into the holies of holies once a year with blood on his ear, blood, blood on his right ear, blood on his right thumb, blood, blood on his right toe. And he's carrying blood, carrying a sacrifice of the lamb for the people. And his robe will have, watch this, a, a bell and a pomegranate. All around his robe was a real bell that rung as he, as he walked in a picture of a pomegranate. The bell is, 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 is easy to decipher the meaning of it. When the bell quit ringing, he messed up and he's dead. So they had a rope tied around his race because nobody else could go in, so you had to pull him out. So the bell represented death. But what about the pomegranate? Why that fruit? From, from my understanding, the pomegranate has more seeds in it than any other fruit. A pomegranate can have up to over 1,500 seeds in it. You know what he's saying? He's saying, based on your choices, based on how we respond to him, based on how we love him, we can walk either in the death and curse of life are the abundance and increase of life, depending on what you call life. And as I look through the, the Old Testament and New Testament, we are always caught between one or the other. 
based on, watch this, and we determine, we determine. Talk to your neighbor and say, we determine. We determine. Um, Isaiah 61, 3 through 4 says this, I, to grant consolation and joy, Jesus quoted this, and, and in Isaiah one, it talked about I'm anointed, I, I have come to, 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 to set you free, to grant on you to you consolation and joy to those who mourn Zion, to give you a ornament, a garment, a garland, a diadem, a crown of beauty instead of ashes, to give you joy instead of mourning, the, the expression of praise instead of heaviness and burden and fallen spirit. He said, and, and my children will be called the, the, the planting of the Lord. Notice he is, he is making comparison between curse and blessing. What he offers and what's in the world. And it's based on, watch this, to the degree you and I make a decision for Christ. Let, let me, can, let me uh, step, can I step into this? I'm going to step in, in there if you like it or not. <laughs> Just because you're saved doesn't mean you're surrendered. Just because we accepted Jesus as our Savior don't mean we are allowing him to be Lord. Just because we have the initial planting of the divine seed don't mean we are allowing it to grow. There is additional from the first act set of accepting Jesus, he is constantly challenging us to let him take over. Last week we talked about grapes and we saw grapes, show the pictures of grapes as Jesus was talking about in John 15. And, and we talked about how God, he, he, the, the, the farmer of the grapes literally controlled the leaves the shading, the, 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 the how much light they get. He actually manipulates the vines in order to get maximum fruit. He even prunes, which means he cuts away their parts. It hurts. When God start cutting. But in order for him to get fruit out of you and I, he cuts. Hold on, I gotta I got take this. Most vine vineyards that grow grapes is not used for table grapes. <laughs> you know what most grapes are used for? Oh, y'all know, how y'all know that? <laughs> and 
wine is talked about from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible, and it talks about wine as, and one of the picture of wine is the blood of Jesus. It, 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 is, it, is, it, is, it is that which they, they in, in the Greek and all that, you said it was the drink of God's. But most grapes are grown for the specific purpose of crushing. To get that which is on the inside. On the outside. Now notice that they're crushing. Notice the juice pouring out. Did, did you know in order for you to look like Jesus, love like Jesus, to be like Jesus, that God has to squeeze the juice out of you? <laughs> Listen, it's, it's not a act. It, it, is, it is not, it is not a I did something good. It is literally of God crushing the outward nature, the outward attitude, the outward thinking that you can do something, the outward thinking that you're good enough, the outward ability of, of you liking who you are in the flesh, crushing that outer shell to get to the real you on the inside. Someone, I take that back. I ask myself, what's the difference between pruning and crushing? Let, let me make that question more. Lord, how do I know if you're pruning me or you crushing me? <laughs> because all of us is in the season, whether you know it or not. And some of us, we're fighting the season. We're fighting God. The reason why you haven't changed, because you won't change, is not that God hasn't been trying to get you to change. You just refuse to change, and you're fighting God. Pruning is, oh, my side hurt. Not, not literally my side, could literally be my side, but, but there's one or two hurt, my, my toe hurt. Job, come here. Job, you was in the crushing, so help us to understand how we in the crushing. Job said, everything hurts. There's machines that do this too. He, he said, he said when, I, when I look at my children, my children did, that hurts. When I look at everything I own, it, it has been taken away, that hurts. When, when, I, when I look at my wife, my wife said, won't you curse God and die, that hurts. He said, when I look at my friends, my friends are talking about, you know you a sinner, you know you've been faking all this time, you ain't what they say you are, and they supposed to know me, and they supposed to be sitting with me, and they're accusing me. That hurts. You know how you know you, you in a crushing? 
when everything you look at that you would depend on, that you're trying to get kind of comfort from, and you look at everything in your life and it hurts. I know, don't, don't raise your hand. I know I'm talking to somebody. <laughs> see, see, because the crushing is so private, most of the time you can't tell nobody because nobody will understand what you're talking about unless they're in the question themselves. Uh, hold on, hold on. Pruning people can't understand crushing people. Go, go, I know I got some more pictures of some great being crushed. Most of the time they stomp on you. Then there are machines that squeeze you. And in every process of crushing, it hurts. Let me bring some scripture into this. Listen, listen, listen to Luke chapter 9, verse 23 and 27. And I'm coming out of the Message Bible. It says, and then he told them what they could expect for them. He said, hold on, this is Jesus making a disciple call. Come and follow me. Okay? And he's telling us what we can expect when we follow him. Because cause, cause what, what prosperity preachers have preach. Don't sound like what Jesus is saying. He said, and he tells them what they could expect for themselves. Anyone who intend to come with me has to let me lead. Guess what? A lot of us fell off right there. <laughs> A lot of us are struggling right there. You lead. Well, Lord, I want you to write where you want me to, 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 to do what my life is going to tell. Then I'll sign it. God said, no, I want you to sign it and commit to it. And then I'll tell you. I'm not going to tell you where I'm taking you. I just want you to commit to, to going. See, because see, what we don't understand, the commitment is not to what? The commitment is to who? When somebody has your heart, they got everything. Listen, it's not about your money. Tithing is not about your money. Tithing is about where your heart. Well, when God got your heart, you don't mind tithing it. Lord, what else do you want me to give? You want me to give more than my tithing? Okay, Lord, then I'm going to give the amount you tell me to give. Lord, I'm going to give it till it hurts. Every expression of your life is about responding back to the love you receive. How can I say this? So God will give you what you want him to give you. Let me explain. If you only want a little bit of him, a little bit is what you're going to get. You want, you want to experience just a little bit of it? Some of us need, need to really realize that the reason why we don't have more peace, more joy, 
more of what the Bible promises. It's not God. It's us. Because we refuse to get out of the way and trust God to be God. Listen, God is not going to allow you to drive the car when he's in the car. If you're going to drive the car, he steps out of the car and says, have your way. Look, look what it says. Anyone who tends for me to come to him, you are not in the driver's seat. Oh, we done lost some people there. Is Jesus really in the driver's seat of your life? Or you are? There is a clear decision that you have to make in your life. And it com- I think it comes out of crisis. Where you come to the end of yourself and you say, okay, Lord, I give you the keys. I don't want this no more. I can't do this no more. I'm not, mani- not manipulating no more. But I surrender. And Lord, and it doesn't matter. Did, did you know that the secret of the Christian life is keeping your eyes on Christ and not on us? When our conversation is mostly about us and what we're going through, you're not looking at Christ. I had to come to the brutal decision of this, that whatever comes our way, God has sent it. If he sent it, he has a purpose for it. And because he loved us, the purpose of whatever he sent Sin is to get us to come to the place that we say, Lord, I give it to you. I knew y'all were going to be quiet on this message. You got to understand that in the garden, which is garden, garden Genesis chapter 2, all they had was God. All they saw was God. All they heard was God. God was downloading everything to their significance, their their power, their strength. And listen, listen, listen. You want to talk about confidence? They knew they were the children of God. It was about what they did. It was about who they were. Because God was speaking to them. You're my child. You got my love. God delighted in them and they delighted in him. He, he would just show them things. He would come down in the cool today and walk with them every day. There was a relationship. There was a love relationship. And, and they didn't even know they were naked because they were so caught up in their maker. It did not matter. The moments they took their eyes off of him, they lost everything. Jesus come back in John 10, 10. He says, 
I come to destroy the well, first he says in 1 John chapter 2, uh, he says, I come to destroy the works of the devil. Then John 10, 10, he said, I've come to restore you back to life. To give you it the way it was supposed to be because Adam gave it to Satan. Only to the degree we yield to him now is to the degree we experience him now. When, when, when we reading this book from, from, from Jim James Clement, and he talked about having a Lou Gehrig's degree. In the Lou Gehrig's degree, you know what? He has found the blessing because he found Jesus' graces right there with him. What, what pruning process, what crushing process do God has to do in my, in my life, your life? Let, let, let me explain that. Your crushing will be different than my crushing. God knows exactly how to crush. Uh, you know. I was telling somebody this morning, I said, I said, I can't believe that I'm as hard-headed as I am. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> that, that did not come from just realizing I was hard-headed. You know where that came from? Looking back over all I had to go through in order to get me here. I keep on telling you this. Y'all know maybe 50% of my story. The other 50% I dare not tell. Y'all don't believe the part you know. And I'm holding back a whole nother half of my story. Y'all look at me like I'm crazy when I tell you the little bit I done told you. Y'all question, is that true? That can't be true. That's not true. He didn't do that. And I'm thinking, what? That's normal. <laughs> For me, it was normal. And I haven't even said anything yet. When I look back, I said, Lord, now, 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 it took everything. I went through every experience to get me to be, and, and I'm not through yet. But for me to get in, at least here, what, what is it that God's taking you through that you're rebuking? And it's God that you're rebuking. What is it you fighting at? And why are you fighting against God? Sometimes we're too bullheaded, strong-headed for our own good. And we're missing the greatest blessing. 
believe that, that, that in order to see God higher, you got to go through more. In order to experience a miracle, you got to go through trouble. See, we think opposition is bad for us, but let me tell you, opposition is good for you because until you are in need, you won't call on God. I have a lot more, but I can't bring it. Because Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, I beg you in view of all the mercies of God and, and all that he has taken you through, all that he has, he has kept you through is really his mercies. If it wasn't for God's mercy on us, Satan would have destroyed us and made us go crazy. You, you did not make it this far by your own strength. It, it's been God, mercy after mercy after mercy after mercy after mercy. You, you, really, you really don't understand till you look back over your life and where you thought you were so strong, where you thought you were so bad, where you thought you were that good. You look back now and say, my God, it was you all the time. Are you willingly blinded? Because you want to stay where you are. Uh, 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 have you deceived yourself by telling yourself, nah, this is all it is, this, 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 that stuff ain't true. You know what? You got to come to the place that you either going to say, Lord, I trust you at your word. And the lack is in me and not in you. So I'm going to dig deeper that I may experience the deeper flow of the Holy Spirit in you. Let's go here. 2 Corinthians 3, 14, 18 says, In fact, their minds have grown hard and callous, and they have become dull and have lost power of understanding. And God is saying, because, because many of them didn't want to hear, now they can't hear. Because they didn't want to see, now they can't see. He said, there, there's a spiritual blindfold over people's eyes that Satan has placed over. And he's talking about his children of Israel. And he said, until you come to the place of repentance, and repentance don't mean crime. Repent means I have a change of attitude. I'm going to go the opposite way, the opposite way of thinking, the opposite way of believing. Lord, I surrender, I yield to you. Then it says, now that they have seen the glory of Jesus, because the only thing that can make you do that is seeing Jesus. Then it says, watch this, it says, from one level of glory to the next level of glory, well, how do I get to the next level? You keep on looking at Jesus. You never quit looking at him. You don't get saved, then look away and find your own way. Hey, if life started in him, then it will continue in him, and it will finish with him. Why now? 
now you decide you got all you need to get. You're not what you're supposed to be yet. I don't know about you. I need more power. I need more anointing. I need the presence of God 24-7 in my life. I don't know about you. Things can go and things can leave. The one thing I can't make it without. The one thing I got to have. I got to stay in alignment to Jesus. Oh, he's the best thing that ever happened to us. So why would you train him for something that won't satisfy, can't satisfy? The woman at the well called it. In fact, in the early part of the ministry, Jesus revealed to her before he revealed to anybody else, I'm the Christ. He, listen, that's John chapter 4. In Matthew 16, he asked the disciples, who do men say I am? So he revealed to her before he revealed to the disciples. Why? She was broken enough. I love that girl. Here she is open about what she does. She knows she's broken. She knows she needs help. And Jesus said, I have need to meet a broken person, a shattered person, because she's ready. And when Jesus said, I'm him, girlfriend, Left for pot. She came to get water. She didn't need no water no more. I think she went home and kicked that joker she was living with out the house. I don't need you no. When, when Christ becomes your Lord, secondary God's got to leave. He's able to keep you. He's able to fill you. He's able to satisfy you. He's able to fill you. He's able to overflow you. There's this poem that says this. It says, when you kneel before God, you can stand before anybody. You don't impress me. You put your pants on the same way I put my pants on. But when it comes to Jesus, I got the bow. I got the bow. I got the bow. I got the bow. He's that wonderful. He's that awesome. He's that loving. He's that merciful. He's that good. Have you said yes? Not just in salvation, but let him take over and drive your life. Have you said, made a decision 
have you said yes? That the thought of displeasing him breaks your heart. Have you said yes? Is your love for him greater than your love for anything else? Have you said yes? Because until you say yes, he won't say yes to what he has for you. It's the crushing of the Lord that the flow comes through. More anointing, more power, more experience with him. The number 400... 5131 is for you to call if you want someone to talk to. There's a minister at the end of that line. He will call you back. In-house, these ministers will be outside waiting for you. If you just need prayer, if you just need to make that connection, and watch it. And don't be embarrassed of what people think if you go get prayer. Who cares what they think? At some point, you got to quit caring what other people think. This is your life. Go get your life. Go get your life. And it's in Christ Jesus. Father, even now, all of life is in you. Our identity is in you. Our significance is in you. Our fulfillment is in you. Lord, who we are is in you. Open up our blinded eyes. That those hearing me, those in the house, will surrender. And say, Lord, I give. Lord, I need you. That you will be Lord, not just Savior, but Lord and God in our lives. Touch now. Heal now, crush now, but in the crushing you heal. Thank you, Lord. In your name's sake, in Jesus' name's sake, we pray. Amen. Give God some praise in the house.